Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. Kentucky Daily is powered by Blue Wire Pods, and it's also brought to you by the Butcher's Pub with three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. Uh, Coming at you with an episode, Talking Kentucky's Basketball Schedule. I know this was released last week. Been meaning to get an episode up about this. Derek and I will be back on Wednesday with a football episode talking about Chris Rodriguez returning for the Ole Miss game and some other storylines where Kentucky's at in the AP poll, things like that, breaking down some things with the schedule. Moving forward here as Kentucky football's 2-0, but going to take a quick break from football. Just to get you a basketball episode, I want to hit on Kentucky's 18-game league schedule as Kentucky pursues a 50th SEC regular season championship this season and then uh, hopefully for Kentucky fans, a ninth NCAA championship when the tournament comes around in March. But we don't know the entire schedule yet. There's still three dates that Kentucky's missing, three opponents that Kentucky's missing. We do know 28 games. Like I said, they will play 31 regular season games before the SEC tournament, before the NCAA tournament. You can look at the schedule and kind of get an idea of where they'll be. There is a gap there between the Gonzaga game on November 20th and the Bellarmine game at Rupp Arena on November 29th. So that's the Thanksgiving week. You're probably looking at at least one game in that time window there, probably around the 23rd, somewhere through there, right that day before Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving, uh, as Kentucky gets into that schedule. Then Bellarmine is the following Monday after the Thanksgiving holiday. And then before Michigan State, I know there's a matchup against Duquesne. We do not have a date for that yet. I'm assuming that some of those other missing games would probably go in that November 1st to November 15th window before they play Michigan State in the uh, Champions Classic up in Indianapolis. So we're still missing those dates, but I definitely want to hit on the league schedule and where Kentucky goes in the SEC. So I'm going to run through it. They'll open SEC play with a road trip to Missouri on December 28th. I like that as the opening game in league play. I think that is a favorable game for Kentucky to start league play with. Much better than, let's say, an opening game against someone the likes of Florida or Arkansas, Tennessee, someone like that. So I do like that the opening game is against Missouri. That was the opening game, I believe, in league play this past season, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, I know they've played Missouri early, the the Nick Richards year as well. So I may be wrong on that, but I'm wanting to think that Missouri was one of the early games, if not the opening game of the league schedule a year ago. So... December 28th at Missouri, then they step back out of conference play and host Louisville on New Year's Eve on December 31st, and then they're right back into league play again, hosting LSU that following week at Rupp Arena on the road at Alabama, and then they host South Carolina on the road at Tennessee. So that road trip to Knoxville will be the fifth SEC game for Kentucky, and then they return home for two straight home dates, one against Georgia and then another one against Texas A&M. On the road at Vandy, step back out of conference play. They host Kansas in the SEC Big 12 Challenge at Rupp Arena. On the road at Ole Miss to end January, and then they open February with back-to-back dates versus Florida and Arkansas at Rupp Arena. So two really good home games back-to-back. If you throw the Kansas game in there, those are three very good home games back-to-back-to-back, and then they got another one versus Tennessee on February 18th. But after that Arkansas date, they're on the road at Georgia, on the road at Mississippi State. Tennessee comes to Rupp Arena. They're at Florida on February 22nd. 
And then they closed the Rupp Arena schedule with back-to-back home dates versus Auburn and Vanderbilt before wrapping up SEC play on the road March 4th at Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville versus the Arkansas Razorbacks, a team that's going to get a lot of love in that preseason poll, a team that's going to get a lot of love when it comes to predicting uh, the SEC order of finish and stuff within the league. I would probably expect Kentucky to be picked as the champion in the league, but don't be surprised if there are some people that pick Arkansas uh, to win the league outright as well. So that's the league schedule. The biggest takeaway for me when looking at this league schedule is how favorable the road schedule is. And I know that's something that a year ago we were talking about some of the tough road games. You know, Kentucky going to Auburn but not getting to host Auburn at Rupp Arena. Kentucky going on the road to Knoxville like they do every year. On the road to Florida. On the road to Arkansas. Not getting to host Arkansas. It's different this year because Arkansas is considered probably one of the top three teams in the league. I would say most definitely one of the top three most talented teams entering the league uh, this se- or entering, the- entering this season in the league. So I think it makes sense that they get Arkansas twice, they get Tennessee twice, they get Florida twice. But the other two teams that Kentucky drew twice, Georgia and Vandy, those are two teams they've had a lot of success against, especially on the road. Now I know. Uh, when Kentucky went to Georgia a couple of years ago, that was when Xavier Wheeler was at Georgia. So the Devin Askew, Brandon Boston year, Kentucky did lose that game, but Kentucky lost a lot of games that year. So you kind of just look at it and throw that one out the window. But Georgia on the road is a place that they've had a lot of success in. Drawing those two teams as four of your league games, I think is significant and helps Kentucky. Kentucky has a winning streak against Vandy, whether it be at Memorial Gymnasium or at Rupp Arena. Beat them in the SEC tournament a year ago, and then uh, two favorable games there against Georgia as well. So I think Kentucky catches a break that they're, those are two of the five uh, double up games that Kentucky got in the league this season. But just running through this road schedule, I love the date at Missouri to open up. Then they go on the road at Alabama. We know that Nate Oates will have a talented Alabama team. On the road at Tennessee is always a tough one. On the road at Vandy, Kentucky's had a lot of success there in recent years. On the road at Ole Miss, at Georgia, at Mississippi State, at Florida, at Arkansas. Overall, I don't think that's a terrible road slate in the SEC. A lot of the tough games, I know at uh, Tennessee on January 14th, you'll get four or five league games under your belt there before you make that trip. And then late in the season, those back-to-back road trips to at Florida, at Arkansas, we know those will be tough, especially the Arkansas game. I like where the Arkansas game is to close the year. Uh, the The home date is February 7th at Rupp Arena, and then about a month later, March 4th, Kentucky goes on the road to close the regular season before the SEC tournament starts. I think that is the perfect kind of get get you started, kick started with the month of March. I know they do host Vanderbilt at Rupp Arena on March, March 1st, but that game between Kentucky and Arkansas that late in the year it really could decide the SEC regular season championship. If those two teams are close in the standings and stuff, I mean, it could be the one that decides who gets the one seed in the SEC tournament and maybe who gets the two seed, depending on what happens with Tennessee and some of these other teams in the league. So I definitely think that's an exciting game at Bud Walton Arena right before the SEC tournament kicks off later that week in Nashville. Uh, You only get Auburn once this season, and you get them at Rupp Arena. I would like to see that be a series that is probably played home and away every single year. It feels like, honestly, it feels like Arkansas, Auburn, Tennessee, I think those should be locks 
to play home and away with the way the league has been. I'm, I'm actually surprised that the league hasn't been giving uh, those as home and aways every single season with Kentucky, given that those have been the better teams in the SEC now in uh, in recent years. But, I mean, Kentucky, obviously, you, you want to have some favorable schedule when it comes to winning the league. I thought the biggest thing that hindered Kentucky from winning the outright SEC regular season championship a year ago was the fact that they had to go on the road to Auburn but didn't get to host Auburn. Then they had to go on the road to Arkansas but didn't get to host Arkansas. So some of those games that were road games, it kind of put Kentucky behind the eight ball because you didn't have a chance to kind of cancel those those losses out. Kentucky lost both of those games a year ago. It kind of set you back. And then you look at Auburn and some of the other teams that maybe had a more favorable league schedule – uh, you knew you knew Arkansas was going to be on there twice this year, given where they are in recruiting and Nick Smith Jr., Eric Musselman going back to back, you know, with the lead eights and things like that, and uh, almost getting Arkansas to a Final Four. He has the talent there in Fayetteville to, to at least pursue a Final Four this season. Will probably be a trendy pick to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament again. So, I do think Kentucky caught a break with the the league schedule, especially the road schedule. But the biggest takeaway too from this entire schedule to me. I love the non-conference schedule, the games versus Michigan State, Michigan, UCLA, Gonzaga, Louisville, Kansas. Those are all going to be probably quad one, maybe one of them or so slides to a quad two opportunity, depending on how good Louisville is this year and, and some of those other teams. But for the most part, you would expect all those games, especially the neutral site games, to all fall under quad one victories you expect Michigan State Michigan UCLA uh, all those teams to probably be inside that top 50 when it comes to the net so which would qualify as a quad one victory on the road on a neutral floor hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Uh, so Kentucky's going to have a lot of opportunities to to kind of collect some quad one wins before they get into league play. But then when you get into league play, and I'm naming off some of those road trips to Arkansas and to Tennessee and to Florida, you're hosting uh, Auburn at Rupp Arena. You're hosting Arkansas again. You got Tennessee at Rupp Arena. You got Florida at Rupp Arena. You have Kansas there in the non conference at Rupp Arena. There's going to be a ton of quad one opportunities on this schedule for Kentucky. Uh, this could be one of those resumes that you look up and in, in Kentucky, if they're taking care of business, have double-digit quad one victories and probably put themselves in position to earn a one seed or a two seed again in the NCAA tournament. I think that is significant. And I know a lot of people talking about the out-of-conference schedule. They want to see Kentucky play tough non-conference matchups, especially at Rupp Arena. And you'll get Gonzaga at Rupp Arena next season where you get Louisville at Rupp Arena and Kansas at Rupp Arena this year with the neutral site games with UCLA, Michigan, 
in Michigan State and then the road trip to Gonzaga. But you don't want to go too overboard in the non-conference because this is the biggest difference. If you rewind, let's say, six years ago, Kentucky had to play significant competition in the non-conference to build a resume because the SEC just did not offer quality or quad one win opportunities because the league just wasn't as good from top to bottom. Well, now, 2022, going back four or five years, the league has gotten significantly better. The reputation around college basketball is that the SEC uh, is one of the better conferences in college basketball now. There's so many quad one opportunities within the league that the coaches, uh, you're, you're talking about coaches that if they're not you know, performing in three or four years, they're they're getting fired. Someone else is coming in. You got Eric Musselman in the league. We know what Rick Barnes is doing at Tennessee. The the SEC is kind of a beast in its own right now in basketball, in addition to how good they are in other sports. And I think that that's why you're seeing the league improve is the expectations have risen across the board, not just at Kentucky, but at other schools in the league. And these other schools are wanting to break through and get to Final Fours. They're winning league championships. They're winning league tournaments. And I think that that is a good thing when you're talking about opportunities on your schedule. So that's why I think now that you you get your four or five tough out-of-conference dates. And we know Cal is going to continue to do those neutral site games to prepare for the NCAA tournament. But the reason that you only want about five mixed in with some of those games where you kind of get a feel for what you're going to have with your roster and you, you get the North Floridas, the Duquesnes, the Yales uh, that Kentucky did confirm as a December 10th date at Rupp Arena. Uh, they confirmed that on Tuesday. You mix those games in because you, you want to have some of those games because the league schedule is such a grind that I think that that is why the, the schedule is built the way it is. And I think Kentucky has a, a really difficult schedule. I think it's going to be one of the more difficult ones in college basketball from top to bottom when it's complete. It's going to be a schedule that's going to challenge this team. But this is also a Kentucky team that should be prepared to handle that schedule starting with that first tough date versus Michigan State. So I'm excited about the basketball schedule. The Big Blue Madness campout is returning. Big Blue Madness is set for Friday, October 14th. Uh, so a lot of exciting stuff coming up here. About a month away from Big Blue Madness. We know somewhere in that time frame there will be a U.K. basketball pro day. There will be a blue-white game that will be played in eastern Kentucky at a location. We'll get information on that pretty soon. I'm assuming we'll get the full Kentucky basketball schedule here sometime in September. You would think it would go out. I know people have been asking me about single-game tickets. I know the the season ticket renewal deadline is coming up. Uh, but individual game tickets, I don't think those go on sale until they announce the entire schedule. I'm looking here uh, through the email, and I'm not seeing anything about individual ticket sales. So uh, I'm assuming that that's still going to be announced here pretty soon, in the probably in the next few weeks. So, the, so actually the deadline for season ticket renewal was September 8th, so that has passed. So I would expect single-game tickets to go on sale pretty soon because i mean the the schedule they're going to have exhibition games sometime in late october early november so we are less than two months month and a half until kentucky starts the college basketball season so uh, as soon as i see some information on that i'll put that out on twitter i'll put it up on gobigbluecountry.com and i will mention it on this podcast as well but i want to hop on here just record a short schedule breakdown just talk a little bit about kentucky basketball where the schedule's at Oscar Shibway coming back, the reigning national player of the year, headlining what Kentucky's doing. You got the uh, Bob Cousy Award finalist and Xavier Wheeler. 
you got all these talented freshmen, these these pieces that come to Kentucky as projects that have emerged into difference makers like a Jacob Toppin, what we saw from Damian Collins in the Bahamas. This is an exciting Kentucky basketball roster with an exciting Kentucky basketball schedule. I think for the most part, if you're a Kentucky fan, you're listening to this podcast, I think you have to be happy with the way the schedule falls. Obviously, there is some conflict there with the road trip to Gonzaga the next day after Kentucky hosts Georgia in football at Kroger Field. I know there are some fans that would probably love to attend both of those dates. Uh, I don't think that either one of them, you're making a wrong decision. If you decide to stay in Lexington and go to football, I think you're making the right decision. If you decide to skip football and go to Gonzaga and and watch Kentucky out there in an environment where you just never know if they're going to get that opportunity again in the near future, I don't think you're making a wrong decision or a wrong call on either one of them. But uh, this is certainly a time with Kentucky football doing what they're doing, number nine in the country in the AP poll, which Derek and I will talk about on Wednesday and where Kentucky goes. This is a Kentucky team that entering that Ole Miss game here in about two to three weeks, you don't know, depending on what shakeup happens in college football in the top 10, Kentucky could be a top five, top six team undefeated going to Oxford and you're getting into the month of October when basketball season starts. There's a lot of buzz with football. There's going to be a lot of buzz with basketball. Right now, to me, is peak time to be a Kentucky fan in football and in basketball. There's going to be a lot of excitement around both programs. This isn't just the basketball school. It's turned into a football school. It's a, we all we will always know Kentucky as a basketball school. But football certainly has a lot of attention right now, and rightfully so. So I think it's a good time to be a Kentucky fan. We'll talk more about the schedule when it's complete. We'll talk more about some official dates when the the blue-white game and things are announced, ticket information. I'll get all that out there to you. Uh, Thank you all so much for continuing to listen to Kentucky Daily. Hopefully we're able to get to a loaded schedule here as September moves along, Kentucky football doing its thing, and then basketball firing up in October. But like I said, the opening of the show, as always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It is also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Pineville, Williamsburg, and London. Make sure you visit thebutcherspub.com or check out those three Facebook pages. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 